0: This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Hold True Tattoo Studios. The new studio is now open in Hamilton and if you're interested in getting any tattoo work done or discussing any designs, please contact the chief artist, Brian Bell. You can find Hold True Tattoo Studios on Instagram and on Facebook. So if you're at all interested, please check them out. Right. Okay. So, I think it's uh, I think it's safe to say that I wanted to do this podcast much more than you did. Uh, mm-hmm. And you always give me any trouble, or you always point out that I tell every guest that I've had on so far that. Uh, you
1: re- you were really looking forward to having me on, or when you started the podcast.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You were
1: the guest you wanted on.
0: Yeah. And. And uh, even though you're my wife, uh, I actually did really want to have you on. So, uh, right. So, that you kind of, I'll put some notes and stuff on the podcast as you always do. But you had been uh, messing about, I guess, with sort of social media posts and trying to actually sit down and 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 write some stuff up on one of the main subjects that we want to talk about today. And then, obviously, I started the podcast, and that's given us a. Given us another sort of opportunity and, and channel to, to, to put it out. So, let, what we'll do is just for people who, who maybe aren't involved uh, so much with our Taekwondo school and stuff. Let's take a wee opportunity, a wee chance for just you to tell everybody a wee bit about your go right back to beginning your journey in sort of Taekwondo and martial arts, and and again a lot of your fitness stuff that you're doing now. A days we can maybe cover a wee bit later on, but. Uh, yeah, if you can just sort of start and, and tell us a wee bit about yourself.
1: Um well I'm Tracy and I'm married to Kareem. Um I've been doing taekwondo since I was five or six. Um my dad got me into it. He's also a black belt in taekwondo. Um I did dancing when I was younger, um, and that was the kind of extent of my physical exercising routine back then. Um, went to uni, kept Taekwondo up, didn't keep the dancing up. Um, started working full time, had a baby, and we got married. Well, we got married before we had the baby. Had the baby, and then like we're here now.
0: The but- Okay, so the the first thing I want the first thing I want to be clear on is that like myself, you went all the way through your sort of taekwondo journey. And I know I know people can can maybe roll their eyes at, at that sort of terminology, but I think if you've been involved in Taekwondo and martial arts for, for long enough, you you do see it as a journey and, and what you and I have in common is the fact that I always say that one of the questions that people ask is is how how taekwondo and martial arts has affected your life but for someone who has been doing it like nearly 30 years like yourself is is it fair to say that you, you can't answer that question because it's such an ingrained part of your life does that does that make sense
1: yeah i can't i can't remember not doing it and as much as when i was younger it was a hobby that i went to because my dad was involved then like it there was no kind of missing it really it's not as if I thought oh, I can't go. going the night I'm not going to go because my dad didn't let that happen when I was a kid or a teenager Um, and then as I became a teenager and an older teenager and started going to uni or when I first started like hanging out with friends on my own because I was old enough I um, always made sure I was back in time for class so um, an example is when you're a teenager and you're out and you're out partying or whatever. Then I made sure that, regardless of what I had been doing the night before, <coughs> or where I was, I made class on a Sunday morning when it was at the time. And then when I started uni, we had the course that I did. You could, um like choose your classes and kind of help organise your own timetable. And I always made sure that I chose classes that weren't too late so that I could get the bus back and be back in time to help the class and attend class, whether it was helping you teach or be at class. So I kind of organised my full kind of four years at uni as much as I could around still being back. So, yeah, I don't remember a time when it wasn't there. So I couldn't say it's benefited me this way because I don't know any different.
0: That That's one of the things that we well me especially actually when I'm talking to students or or the parents of students it's coming from uh it's coming from a point of experience because your parents were exactly the same as as my parents and and again just to be 100% clear I'm not talking about dragging your kids sort of crying and screaming and 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 fighting along to a, a taekwondo class or I like ours. I like ours. Aye. yep. Yeah. No, hundred percent. And and that, that that that's the point because I'm not I'm not talking about taking your child along to to something that they genuinely, genuinely don't, don't enjoy. But the both of us had we're not just saying it willy nilly. We're coming from a point of experience where both our sets of parents within reason never never made it an option. Uh and, and I, I, I take confidence in that knowing that I, I've literally seen the world because of the opportunities that that, that dedication that my mum and dad and that your mum and dad had, it, it's just it's, it's so easy to, it's so easy just to give in. And uh, mm-hmm. now we've got the other side of the coin where we've got a kid who who's the same as most kids, I, I would imagine, and isn't, I mean, our a, a wee boy Amir, when we're, Saying, right, you need to get ready for class or it's time to do this and do that. Moan's the same as every other kid, but I'd like to think that we don't give in just because we are taekwondo instructors. I'd like to think that with gymnastics or swimming or any of the other things that he does, which are nothing to do with us, I guess we don't coach that or we just take him along to participate. I'd like to think that we won't ever sort of give in on on those things either uh, right so like,
1: it does the same for them as well like oh I don't want to go today or all that sort of stuff and we never say like no right okay you don't need to go tonight like it's always you're going and kind of that's it
0: but maybe that mentality came for the martial arts or, or the fact that we've been involved I mean I'm 39 in my next birthday and I've been in a taekwondo school since I was five so 34 years or so of continuous routine. And, and again, I went through the same as you went through. Uh, obviously, we, we were both teenagers. We, we, we both were, were doing different things, but you always you always made that time. I wonder what the mixture is, but between us making the time and, and, and knowing that we had such supportive uh, parents to say no. And I look at it as being supportive now. I don't think it, the, we, we, it was like a forcing you against your will type thing. Because when I look back, having that maturity and experience now, I can see it as being supportive because like all parents, uh, and maybe I'm speaking as a parent, like all parents, they knew better than what than what we did. Uh, right, okay, so, we've established that you started as a five-year-old and went all the way through uh, being a kid, being a teenager, being a, a sort of 20-something, being a, a mum, getting married, all of this stuff, and, and you're stuck with it. So this is one of the main reasons why I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you about what, and maybe especially females, and and, and that's why I was so keen in having this conversation with a female, uh, and an experienced female who, who just happens to be be my wife Uh, what what are the main dangers for kids and teenagers and especially females and I I don't apologize for for concentrating on females for for sort of dropping away from sports or martial arts or physical endeavors Uh, what what are the pitfalls that you manage to guide yourself through And, and and we can talk about confidence and social media and all the rest of it as we go on. but
1: Um, Well, for me, it was a lot different back then as well. Like, there wasn't many girls in the school uh, at the time. So it was, we were in with the guys. Um, There was was obviously other females, but it wasn't as busy with girls as what it is now. So there was that kind of feeling of, well, and especially as you got higher up the ranks, the females kind of fell away. Um, So there was that, I'm the only girl here, I'm having to train with bigger guys. And at the time, um, for a chunk of it, after you started teaching, it was literally like me, you and my dad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it was like that kind of, there's not a lot of other people there. There was more adults. um, And it was again, all guys. So it was just kind of that environment, um, but you stuck with it. The other sort of things is obviously getting older at school um discovering boys. Um don't have to cover that, but <laughs> discovering alcohol, like going out, um just that kind of and then the pressure for your friends are like, Oh, we're gonna be trying this or we're gonna try this, um, or we're doing this, and it's like, Well, I can't come until this certain time, or I can't come tonight at all. Um and then going to uni and just all the same sort of things, but on a bigger scale, with uh, being the student and living the student life. Um, so yeah, just outside influences. In fact, that your friends don't do it with you. Like, I've got a group of friends from school that I'm still friends with, um, but they didn't do Taekwondo. Well, one did for a while, um, but for the majority of it, they were totally separate, so it was having that feeling excluded from that because you were going away to do something else um, and then having to go back but they were supportive as well Um, as I say one of the friends did it for a while with me and then uh, Gail who was also on the podcast used to come to competitions and stuff with me as well Um, but just having that it was separate to everything else but then I also had my dad so I was doing it with my dad so that helped to kind of keep me in it and not totally fall away but yeah there's just loads of things there's just them um, and then as you get older and you start discovering boys and going out and stuff like you don't want to be sweaty and seen in a certain light I guess like especially because it, it was loads of guys back then so you were one of the guys sometimes girls don't want to be one of the guys although I've always been one of the guys but like how can you look feminine or um pretty or attractive to other people if your hair's all get back and you have no makeup on and you're sweating and um you're making funny noises and like you're getting kicked and punched by other people, that sort of thing. So there's all of that as well. Um but that,
0: that 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 point uh let's come back to let's come back to the point about about how people look or how they perceive that they look. And maybe more importantly, how they, they 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 think that other people perceive them, because that's a full section that I actually want to, want to cover with you. But, you again, you've described all the things that were that were sort of pulling you away. So, again, I, I had some of those same things, but I get frustrated, obviously, because I, I've came through it. And you get frustrated because you've came through it. Uh, but there'll be parents listening to this. There'll be hopefully teenagers and they're starting to get through this stuff or maybe they're already sort of halfway through it or they're thinking about it. I get frustrated because I know you can do it. You can enjoy life as a kid and as a teenager and as a, a 20-something and then still still keep that dedication. So what, what's your thoughts on what we sh- when I say we, I don't just mean you and I. I mean we as a society. What, what should we be saying to people that are going through that stage of their life to, to try and encourage them to do both, not not to quit just because it's not cool anymore? Or-
1: um, I, well, there's that, and obviously like schoolwork, and exams, and I never actually mentioned that. I was never a particularly studious person, but um, I think. Um, it's just having a happy medium like we've got some students who train six times a week now sometimes you can do all of that and then you feel like you're missing out so then you pull back and then you feel that you can't go back I think like back then we were doing it a few times a week And yes, I did study. I used to come out of school and like my dad would pick me up and I'd come up with some crazy excuse not to go to class on a Tuesday night as it was back then. Um, And don't get me wrong, as I got a bit older, he was a bit more lax and would say, right, okay, But it it wasn't that he would then say, no, you couldn't go. Like, okay, yeah, don't go. Or that he forced me to go. But it was like, well, you're kind of old enough to make your own decision, but don't fall away from it completely so I think it's just about having that happy medium you can still be studying going out with your friends at the weekend and just picking and choosing like which days is set aside for that certain thing and it definitely helps well it helped me to just kind of come away from like all the other pressures that were there or to take your mind off exams or what uni you want to try and get into that sort of thing or this big pile of reading the essays that you've got when you're at uni to do you get that kind of hour to just chill out and like well not chill out because it's hard work but like just have that kind of take your mind off it um and then you feel as if you've accomplished something after it um
0: that's one of the ones that drives me crazy but and and science I guess is starting to catch up now or has done for the last couple of years to prove that not to prove that I was right but prove to Prove that anybody who had my opinion uh that getting away from studies and and see the thing is, this might not necessarily just be a question, eh, sorry, not a question, a, a sort of an address towards teenagers, it's an address towards anybody. The, the, the science is caught up now and proves that physical exertion and exercise and increasing the heart rate and breaking the sweat and then releasing the endorphins, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, is is an absolute must and especially if you're going through an arduous time like studying for exams or going to university or being busy at work uh, people especially teenagers getting back to teenagers just for a second it's well so and so is going to quit their training because they're they're going through their exams And, and that happy medium you've just mentioned might actually have been you might have just hit the nail on the head because I don't know, and I'll be honest here. I don't know how much of that is an excuse and how much of that is is genuine. Because you're you're asking people to dedicate two hours of their life at a minimum or or, or on average uh, per week, and when you're asking them to commit to that, you're not asking them to commit to, to commit to that because you want them there within the school. Or even forget about Taekwondo or martial arts. You want them going to the gym or Doing whatever it is that they're doing that they say they can't do because they've got exams uh you want them to commit to that because you actually know the benefit it's going to it's going to bring to them uh mm-hmm. that that always frustrates me when people and again it's because I went through college you went through university uh we aren't anything special we we're We are just the same as everybody else. And I think if if we were able to achieve it, then th- then others could achieve it as well. And I think I think you're 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 proof of that uh, probably more than I am because your further education uh, achievements sort of far outweighed mine's. So. because right, I've got a degree and you don't yet. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, But yeah, well, that's that's another story. Uh, Right, okay. Let's move on to the actual main body of the conversation that mm. I, I wanted to have with you for sort of on the podcast, as opposed to just batting it back and forth. Uh, and again, it's it's maybe I'm being unfair in saying that it's it's mainly females. In, in fact, I think it probably is, but I think there might be slightly more pressure in females and. Going away back to what I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, this was something you were working on, and I was aware you were working on, but you couldn't quite find the tone, or quite find the best way of putting this out. Uh, but being being your your husband, and obviously seeing every every side to you, I I can see you on a Saturday morning uh, if you're in our conditioning class and you've been training for. An hour, and as you, as you mentioned before, the, the sweat's sort of dripping off you. Uh, you're in gym gear, your hair's plastered to your face. Uh, you're red as a beetroot. All of these sort of descriptives of how you look after a really tough class. And that can be the Saturday morning. And then we can go for an, a, a, a night out. And I'm not gonna use the word transform into this sort of beautiful looking woman because you're beautiful in both senses but I think that kids nowadays even more so are struggling to struggling to find that balance I know you find it because I say you're my wife and we're together all the time but I look at other people and I I know that, that they're not they're not confident enough to to be that one side of the person where they're they're giving it their all, and they're, they're they're sweating, and they're training, and they're they're doing all of this stuff. And then the other side, where it is okay to put their makeup on and do their nails or their hair or whatever it is that they're doing. So, give us some experiences of that, and your advice on that.
1: Um, I think um, it was harder when you were when I was younger. Um, we didn't want to be sweaty. And I was always a hugely sweaty person without any sort of effort. Um, couldn't wear white shirts at school and all that sort of stuff. Um, but you don't—it's you don't want to be seen as—I don't know—being anything other than uh, perfect, I guess. Don't you know? Um, I think um, it wasn't really till after. I mean, I trained hard before I had a mirror. Um, um, I'm not saying I didn't, but I don't think I actually trained as hard as what I do until after I had a mirror and I started to not really worry about how I was looking or, um, I mean, hands up, like I used to go to class, but I wouldn't, I would make sure my hair was done before I'd go, like my pony was just right. um my eyebrows were on my mascara was on like that's maybe not mascara but my eyebrows definitely um but it's um it's hard to think like girls like to get their nails done I had like we've had many a conversation about oh I can't make a fist properly because I've got my nails done and I can't put my gloves on because I've got my nails done but it's just having that again the how you do with what what do you want I want to be in shape I want to be fit and healthy um but I also want to look good so it's just not having your nails like a huge length that you can't have my boxing gloves on and do stuff properly or it's just known for that couple hours a week that I train you're not going to look your best but it's to make you look better in the long run it's to make you feel better in the long run so training is going to give you those endorsements, it's going to make you feel happier um working and building up a sweat is obviously good for you um it makes you feel better and i think if you feel better about yourself or about how you look then you look better because you're kind of putting out there that yeah you feel better but again before i had a mere i trained but i'd have to be pushed to get to that point where everything was all on, the sorry there's a wee fly buzzing about, um, everything was on the floor, um, I'd have to be pushed to get there whereas I feel as if I can get there myself because I'm more comfortable in the fact that I might look stupid or if I'm trying something new I might look stupid or if I'm really going for it then like hair stuck to my face, one of my eyebrows might have sweated off, like that sort of thing. I might
0: have
1: panda eyes. What's that? God forbid. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um I might have um eyes because the mascara I've had on at work that day is now sweating off. Um but I don't really care now.
0: Right. That if that, that makes
1: sense. But I don't I don't know how I got there, if right, that makes
0: that, sense. that's the point button, that's what I want to investigate because I think it's a confidence thing. I think it's a social media thing that the kids are under so much pressure nowadays. And we've been through the the, the genesis, I guess, that the start of social media when it sort of first was introduced uh, up until now. But a lot of the kids and teenagers don't know life without it. Uh, mm-hmm. And again, I keep saying females, but this is probably boys as well. Uh, I want to drill down into what message, and again, when I say we, I don't mean you and I, I mean we as a society, what message we have to send out there or what we have to do to build these kids' confidence to know that it's that it's okay. I mean, one of the main reasons that I wanted to have this conversation with yourself is is because we have a large number of Female students, adults, and uh, teenage uh, females, and sort of younger females who, and I know you kind of you, you fight back against us sometimes in conversations we have, but you are a role model to them, uh, and they look up to you. And and again, some of the people don't even know half of what you've achieved as far as titles and, and fights and, and this and that, but they still really admire what they see you doing and And I want, but then I look at these people and again it's 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 teenagers mostly and they they maybe give me fifty percent of their potential in class because they never know who's going to be taking a photo and or what's going to appear on instagram or facebook and and it would be the wor- the the end of the world if there was a photograph with them, where their makeup was't done, et cetera et cetera and I think that that and again for females and males. They're just in this bubble, or they have to be in this bubble of perfection all the time. Whereas my opinion of perfection is, uh, and just be careful that you don't fall over here, my picture of perfection for a female coming from a a male is you as somebody who has that confidence to be both things. Uh, I
1: think um, for me, I, I mean, I've always done it. I've always, I've always trained like taekwondo, and I've always been thin. But I think I'm in a better place, body shape wise, and everything since I've had a mirror to what I was before. Because before it was just all about being slim, which is a different, like, obviously another conversation. But in terms of confidence, I I was confident, but. Not as much as what I am now. And I think the thing that's changed is because my body changed completely during pregnancy, after pregnancy. But I'd like to be able to get younger kids, females and males, to have that confidence before they then have children and to kind of find that much earlier than what I did. Um, Like Amir, for example, he's obviously a boy. But even just him talking to me, like lately like he wants a six-pack, because that's what he's seen on. He's not seen guess, it off his dad. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but just him knowing that, like, that you're you the way you are is normal. It's like um, you see everybody like all these YouTube videos he's watching or whatever it is he's watching. They wants a six pack. I don't know where he's seen it, but he wants a six pack. All the superheroes have got six packs but he's not really willing to put the work in to get a six-pack he just wants to wake up a six-pack just like females like myself like if I knew that I could wake up one day by not doing all the hard work and be super skinny and toned and in shape then yeah obviously but it's just encouraging them to have the confidence to actually put the work in and knowing that You can be confident in yourself, but not be absolutely perfect and have every little defined line and that sort of thing. So for me, yes, definitely I'd like to, for females to be, I wouldn't like to be growing up and going through the changes that girls go through and guys go through with the whole world watching, like we're older so we didn't have that during our teenage years it was just starting to creep in towards our kind of late teens um so it must be difficult but I'd like for I don't exactly know how but I'd like to be able to help them know that it's okay to be not so perfect which is why when Amir's talking about a six-pack obviously we're as you said like he's not seen that from you so he knows that there's all Types of body shapes. That
0: one half more when you said it, <laughs> when I said
1: it. <laughs> Sorry, you are me. Um, but uh, and for when for him for seeing women, he's not he, whether he is seen. We really need to be better. We he's YouTubing to be fair, but he's seen women on the internet or like Captain Marvel and black widow who are all in great shape and portrayed on the big screen to be like hourglass figures and stuff but I didn't find that body confidence to be able to show that kind of and not worry about it until after my body went through pregnancy and I think girls need to see and loads of people are doing it now and guys loads of people are doing it where they're showing like the instagram version and the real life version and you've got these women showing if you pose properly you can look as if you've got this great figure and then if you sit down a certain way and don't worry about angles then you've got the belly and you've got the stretch marks and stuff which is great and i think more people should be seeing that um but it definitely it should start younger so we've got our teens who yes we need to build up and give them confidence but it should definitely start with. Amir's age and getting that confidence up like he's not confident in like certain situations and stuff and we spoke about this and how like when he was a toddler he'd dance up and down the supermarket having no qualms try yeah. to break dance and then now he's at this age something just clicks and it's like no I don't want to dance like yeah. everybody's watching me that sort of thing so how do you get them past that stage where they don't worry about what people are thinking about them?
0: I think we can only do, I think we can only sweep our own side of the street type thing and uh, mm-hmm. and encourage more people and more people to do the same. One thing I'm going to challenge you on, but and it was the use of the word mm-hmm. skinny uh, and in and, and, and shape. I, I can't remember exactly how you put it, but I think when we're talking like you've just been talking there, we fall into traps of uh of using words that are always in our head and, and I know mm-hmm. for a fact that's not what you want. Uh I, I I seen the transformation from uh and we'll give Christine a wee shout out in a minute but uh who's your personal trainer but I seen the transformation of you uh, being pregnant and then after Amir was born going to like an extreme of losing all the weight uh and probably uh going to an even lighter position. We're just talking about being skinny in the way here, going to an even yeah. lighter position than what you were before Amir, uh before you were yeah. pregnant with Amir. Yeah. Uh, and then finally sort of moving over to work with a PT like Christine uh and and, and just realizing that or, or taking on board the messages of strength and health and uh, having a more positive attitude towards those things rather than just being I'm standing on a scale and I'm xyz amount of stones and pounds and now you're at a stage where you don't care because your head's in a much and your body's in a much better place because it's health and strength and fitness that you look for Mm -hmm. and not being skinny so I don't want to send out a message where skinny is good because I know that you don't believe that yourself.
1: No, no, I don't. That's what, what, I was, what I was trying to say when I was talking about that is that I've always been thin. Like, I've always been thin. Um, but, and I struggled when, not while I was pregnant because I loved being pregnant, but after I was had a mia, I struggled with the fact that I wasn't thin anymore, and that totally like just in my head I was like I couldn't deal with the fact that I wasn't thin anymore. I didn't like it. I didn't like my face being puffed up. I didn't like the fact that my clothes were all bigger sizes, um, and I didn't deal with it very well. But now I'm not as skinny as what I was before I had a mia. I'm the same weight, but I'm not as skinny. But I prefer my body after having a mirror and having trained and done the weight training and spent time with Christine to what I was beforehand but before I got to that point like you said after I had a mirror I lost loads of weight <clears throat> probably in the run up to training for my grading actually my, my focus was losing weight training doing taekwondo didn't do a lot of weight training just did loads of cardio taekwondo just like kind of body strength stuff but my focus was weight and I lost loads and loads of weight um and I probably got down to uh, I don't know ten stone, ten stone two, which for me is really, really light. Um I've never kind of been lighter than ten stone.
0: Right. Let me jump let me um, jump in there quickly so we don't forget this then. So just let's put a wee a wee asterisk beside this. Weight carry on because people would look at you and, 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 and not necessarily
1: think th- that I was nearly eleven stone.
0: Yep. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, And and that's again, that's just this misconception or this stupid idea that people have that okay, if you drop to ten stone or nine stone, that just must be better than eleven stone in people's heads. Or if, Mm if there's just my question is. It's a rhetorical question. I'm not expecting you to answer this, but where do people get that, that number from? You just wake up one <sighs> morning and you think, right, I've had a baby and I don't like the way I look. I don't like the way my head is. I'm lacking confidence. I want to be nine stone, right? What does that uh, solve? What does ten stone solve or nine stone seven or whatever that number may be? It doesn't. Yeah,
1: I think just being, well, obviously I only know about being a female, but... I think you just it it was kinda not drilled into you, but you just think lighter is better. I don't know why, is it because all the magazines that you used to read, like Just Seventeen and I can't even remember the other magazines I read back then, they don't exist anymore probably, but like you seen like all these people who were super skinny and they were talking about like you their weight and you just think being lighter surely if the scale says a lighter number, you're going to be thinner. And that's like the the, the way you should look. Um, and I wasn't, I've not really been obsessed with weight. When I was a teenager, I never weighed myself. I couldn't tell you how much I weighed, but I knew that I was thin. I've always been a size 12, even in school and stuff. I was never really any thinner than that, um, or smaller size than that, but I was always thin. And I didn't have to try to be thin. I just, I could eat whatever I wanted. I mean, you know, when we, when, I, when I was late teens, early 20s, we stayed in the flat. We had pizza hut around the corner, the Indian on the other side. Like, oh, like I, when I was at uni, I'd have McDonald's for breakfast, lunch, and then a pizza at night. I just didn't eat well at all.
0: There was a day um, with Tracy had, and I'll never forget this. It was, uh, well, again, I might, I might make a mistake with the order, but it was a McDonald's breakfast, and then a chippy at lunchtime. Uh, so go to McDonald's for breakfast, then a visit to the fish and chip shop at lunchtime, and then, and then a pizza hut at nighttime or, or an Indian takeaway or something, and then...
1: Yeah, and that wasn't just a one-off. That's kind of how I lived a lot back then. Um, and I just got away with it. My mum was always really, really thin. My mum didn't start putting meat on really until she was in her 40s. Um, I just kind of had her genes I guess where I was lucky that I was thin but I wasn't a healthy thin. it can't be healthy to have that sort of daily intake of calories more than once or even once do you know what I mean so um, I was just I don't know you shouldn't use the term lucky because as if like you should be thin but I was just that way inclined that I didn't have to try at it, and it wasn't until I got older and I had a mirror that realised actually, if I want to be in a shape I'm happy with, I have to actually try, um, which is what I struggled with. Um, but no, thin's definitely not. There's been thin, and then there's been healthy. Um,
0: right. So how do you? How does? How did you get healthy then? What? What? Talk, now. Obviously the training that you do
1: I stopped consuming six thousand calories a day. I,
0: yeah, but, uh the train let's put the training that you do with me and in and, and, and taekwondo to one side for a minute. Uh and talk about the 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 and again I'm not gonna uh sort of say that I told you so, but <laughs> I told you so. Uh having trained with Christine for so many years, uh and again, I'm a terrible example uh, because of the weight that I carry and stuff. I'm a really bad example, possibly, of 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 a message that maybe even somebody like uh, – we're talking about Christine Pollock, uh, the, 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 the PT, a message she would want to give out. But I know that she would be particularly good, in my opinion, with, with females especially and and, and in I, I, and her – Uh, reliance a lot on weight training and kettlebells and resistance training as opposed to just running on treadmills or doing step machines and burning fat 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 and then had told you this and eventually you moved over to train with her as well and from after having your child and being really really skinny uh and I'm going to say something that's probably people are going to throw things at the whatever it is they're they're listening to or, or watching this on but and I know I can say this because I know you weren't happy. But you, you, your shape had gone, or the shape that you wanted had gone. I don't necessarily care. Uh, you're my wife, and I love you, and all of that stuff that comes with that. But you weren't confident until, or you were more confident now that you've uh, went through and continued through the the training, style, and regime as a female that Christine puts you through. So tell us a wee bit about. About that, about what she's introduced to you and how it's benefited you.
1: Um, Well, as you said, you're not going to tell me you told me so, but we all know that you're really shouting in your head, I told you so. So, so you had said to me for ages and ages, do weights, and I was the same as everybody else. Like most women, no, I don't want to do weights, I don't want to get all muscly and stuff like that, and I don't want to be a bodybuilder. Um, And eventually, you convinced me right okay because as I say I lost loads of weight in the lead up to my grading and, um, and I was the lightest I've probably been in a long long time bar the wedding because I lost loads of weight before our wedding but on that point when you look back like I didn't have a shape like as much as I was thin and I thought I was happy with it, when you actually look back at photos I didn't have a shape I lost my boobs I lost my bum I was just thin um so I did the same again after I had a mirror I lost lots of weight I went to Slimming World um I ran a lot um
0: Slimming World where you're not allowed to eat an avocado but you can have 10 cans of Pepsi Max a day yeah
1: carry no. on <laughs> um so I did that lost loads of weight um thought I was happy I I had a good test and I felt lighter and more energetic but that didn't last and I ended up putting the weight back on again um because I stopped watching what I was eating and i was still doing the type on but having a baby because I, mean, I was what two at the time when I lost all that weight to, eh, for my grading eating you're not training as much I kept my eating crept up because I didn't stick to the Slimming World diet um all that sort of stuff um so I then got to the point where, yeah, okay, I had lost my baby weight, so I couldn't use that as an excuse. But I had put the weight back on, and I was unhappy. Stuff didn't fit me properly. I didn't like how I looked at all. It was really, really getting me down. Um, as you know, like we had many fights about it. Um, and eventually, yeah. Just for the I,
0: record, not because I was commenting on it, please. No,
1: no, no. That's <laughs> not <so> bad <laughs> <laughs> no, because I was. don't This, this, this huge it. big
0: guy's telling his extremely thin wife to, uh, oh yeah, you better get that five pounds back off. That did not happen and has never no, n- no, happened in our no, relationship. No, it didn't
1: happen. The arguments happened because all I spoke about was how unhappy I was with how I looked and you were saying to me to do weight training and do something and I was like, no, I don't want to. But I just talked constantly about how I looked. Um... Bottles of clothes, because I felt it was if nothing fitted and suited and all that sort of stuff. So anyway, I signed up and started training with KP. um, And I'm not going to lie, she terrified me at first, um, which we had this cause, sorry KP. (laughs) (laughs) She (laughs) 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 She, um, She did my induction at the gym many moons ago. And I just remembered, like at the, the one of the machines, and she was doing this, and she was doing it like with her two fingers, like as if it was nothing. And I literally couldn't move it. Like she just terrified me. But um, you would trained with her for a while. You raved about her, and I'd obviously been telling me about weight training for years. So I went, and yeah, it was a bit scary, but like I enjoyed it. Um, I'm not going to lie, it didn't. We were actually talking about this this morning on my Zoom PT. Um, that I didn't love it. Straight away, um, it took a good few sessions, a good few months before I kind of became comfortable enough and um, like happy enough that that's what I was doing. Um, but it's it's all weights. We very rarely run on a treadmill. We do sometimes, but it would be short bursts. It's all functional stuff using kettlebells, uh, deadlifts, um, rows. All that sort of stuff. It's all weight training, um, and it feels good. Like it does, it feels good, um, and I think. Um, well, let's be
0: a wee bit more personal there, but because one of the things that women fear is that, what, what just just to just to throw a tiny wee bit of bro science in there, uh, coming from someone who isn't qualified and uh, couldn't give you the proper sort of biological reasons for it, but. Women, women do not have the, the... Well, women, they don't have the chemicals, they don't have the levels of testosterone, etc that are required to build a muscular frame the way that a, a man can. But that's, mm-hmm. that's as simple as that. But women fear that. They fear that, oh, if I start doing weights, I'm going to get big muscles. And, and you kind of alluded to this a wee bit earlier on, but just to be clear... And all the PTs that are listening to this should agree with us. Just to be clear that women don't have the the, the the biology to simply add muscle the way that men do. There is a difference there. So women shouldn't be scared to go down the path that you went down. They shouldn't be scared to get off of the treadmill into the, into the weights room. So let's be a wee bit more personal. Uh, how did it change your body? because I think it's an important message for women. Yeah, no,
1: I mean, um, yeah, I didn't want to be totally ripped and stuff like that, but um, it did, it did change my body. Like, as I say, we don't do loads of stuff. And yeah, I do watch what I eat and Christine's always on at me, like trying and stick to your calories and I try and stick to my calories, but I don't always, but because I'm training, then it's not, I'm not totally obsessed with what I'm eating. Um, But um, my shape totally changed. Um, As I say, I've always kind of sat at a 12. Um, I now sit between a 10 and a 12, depending on how good I am. Um, But quite a lot of my clothes are now size 10s. Um, I have a bum again, so I think my bum's a bit more rounded. Um, I've got thighs. Now, I've always had thighs through, through the Taekwondo. I've always been chunky down, like, bottom half sort of thing. Not chunky, that sounds terrible, but, like, Sturdier there because of the kicks and stuff but I, my, I feel like my thighs are more defined uh, I've kept my boobs but I'm in better shape so I've got um like, we've all got shoulders but my shoulders are more defined um and I feel stronger and just happier now I've kept my curves um I'm not stick thin um I am still I go between 10 stone 6 and 11 stone. As I say, depending on how strict I'm being with my calories. But um, I've kept it. I think I'm in better shape now than what I was when I was a teenager. Um, I've still got lumps and bumps. Like, I've got my wee muffin top that sits above my C-section scar. Um, I've got a belly that jiggles. I don't have a six-pack. But I feel more healthy and happy with how my shape is um and i know that working with this like what to work on and stuff to to work on the areas that i'm not happy with but i'm overall happy
0: i'm not sure i understand
1: sorry that happens to me all the time <laughs> i don't understand either um but yeah no just in terms of how i look and how, i've kept my boobs my boobs are still there um but my back's got smaller Um, my waist has got smaller um, I can fit into smaller clothes Um, I just feel healthier so I feel like I've got the best of both worlds now so yeah I'm slimmer than what I was Um, my clothes size is smaller but my weight the number in the scale hasn't changed
0: at all this is one of the things and this ties into and again I, I keep sort of Thinking about the teenagers, but I'm thinking about everybody uh, within today's society. That much of the much of the things that people perceive to be healthy, this healthy picture that they're trying to build up, is is as far from healthy as what, what they is what's possible. So, as you say, like, and and I've I've watched these videos as well of how. Uh, people that try to send out more of a positive message uh, mostly females to be honest and they'll show you that if you stand with this leg back or this leg forward that if you're getting a picture taken on in instagram it'll flatten your tummy and your bum will look better and
1: if you have your hand out your hand out, <laughs> apparently it makes you thinner
0: <laughs> right okay i would have to have everybody's out to make me look better <laughs> but that's perceived that's showing on instagram or Facebook, or whatever it is that people are using, that's showing health, whereas everything that's happening in that person's mind uh, to, to, to project that message is so unhealthy, it's unbelievable. Uh, mm-hmm. So giving advice to our own students, giving advice to the wider audience that, that's listening to the podcast and stuff, it's, it's health, is it? Surely, and surely there's a confidence that comes from that. And, and yeah really,
1: no i think um i'm a lot healthier than what i was especially in my head like i really struggled after having a mere um with my weight and with not being involved in something that i had always been involved in and with taking that step back so not just not being around, well not being around you as much as what i was because i was having to stay home with the baby literally um and you were going off and doing taekwondo and um I wasn't involved in that so then I would sit and eat um I wasn't happy with how I looked um so there was loads of things so it wasn't just a physical thing it was all in my head but training and like whether it was at taekwondo because I still love taekwondo I don't get as often as I should although that should hopefully be better now that Ymir's getting older but um, so whether it's doing the Taekwondo classes or the Mayhem class or training with Christine or in Zoom or at the gym, like, it just made me feel better. Like you said earlier, it releases those endorphins. But me being me, who's not qualified, doesn't know anything about anything, like, it just made me feel good. Now, I know there's obviously scientifically all the, those things in the background, but it just made me feel better. Um, and I wasn't worrying about how I looked or... Being sweaty or any of that, it just made me feel better. And then for the rest of the day, like I, I train in the morning, and for the rest of the day, it would then make me feel just happier and better. And don't get me wrong, I don't, I, don't always want to do it like at all. Like rolling out of bed, getting up at six, half five to go and meet Christine at six, or rushing home from work and go to go and do class. Like I don't always want to do it. I don't particularly like. It at the time and i don't particularly like working out i don't like getting sweaty especially for females like i washed my hair today i'm going to train tonight which means my hair is going to be all sweaty and stuff so then i'm not going to be happy with the fact that i need to wash it again because it's a hassle or you just dry shampoo it even though it feels disgusting and have to deal with it the next day so like these all these things go through women's heads so if i would washed my hair today i wouldn't really want to train tonight yeah so you don't always want to do it in that moment you might not but you always feel better eventually during it and specifically after it you always feel better that I'm glad I did that like I'm glad and it makes you feel better and if you can get to a point where you keep making yourself do that you'll be healthier but not just in body or how you look like your head will be healthier now I've never particularly I, I don't to talk about mental health and anything like that and I've not had huge problems but there was a huge difference in how I thought I was strong mentally to that wee period after I had Amir where it was it was hard. It was hard. I loved having Amir. As I say, I loved being pregnant. Um he was a fantastic baby. He wasn't a lot of hassle. Um he wasn't a difficult baby. Um but I struggled mentally because I felt as if I was doing it on my own and I. I Just even though I wasn't, I made it feel that way because I was annoyed that I was missing out and everything else that was going on in the world, but I was stuck with in this wee bubble, <coughs> excuse me. Um, and that just weighed heavy on you as well. So, um, just making yourself go and do it like I, I still got insecurities, I don't like my wee muffin top over my uh, C section scar. I don't particularly like my my stretch match, but I wouldn't go and do anything to hide them. Um, But I don't like how my belly sits over my pants when I'm sitting down, or if I'm on the beach and they're sitting over. Um, But I I obviously don't mind it that much because I'm not trying to fix it necessarily. I'm happy enough with it because my head is much better and my head's better because I train, and I just feel better about doing that and then sitting about. My um, like Christine's in fantastic shape. She's ripped. For her? For her. like that's uh, she. Honestly, she's in fantastic shape. She knows her stuff. And I know that if I trained the way she did and took it as seriously as she did, then yes, okay, I might be able to look like that. But I'm happy, and she's happy, knowing that what I want out of it like, I love, I love, we were talking about this this morning, actually, like, I enjoy doing the weights. I do enjoy doing the weights. Maybe not necessarily right there and then when she's saying, lift that weight. And I'm like, I can't. And she's shouting and swearing at me. But, um, like, I enjoy it. And I never thought I would. I never thought I would. But I'm not in Christine shape. Before. Just on
0: record for the podcast, just what did you say there, sorry? That you enjoyed doing the weights? That was yeah. the way I've encourage you to do it for years and years, right? Okay. Just... So,
1: i have got the, <laughs> the evidence for <laughs> that. Um, so, like, she, like, Christine's got me training and got me thinking about, like, I'm doing it because I want to be healthy and I want to be, I want to be strong. Like, we were talking this morning about, like, I'm pressed, lying down on the ground, pressing the 16 kettlebell. Now, beginning of lockdown, or during lockdown, I felt as if I'd lost a bit of my strength because we weren't in the gym and we were limited with the, the weights that we had at home so during lockdown I couldn't press the 16 um but today I was pressing it because we've been working on it um and she was obviously joking the way you joke about oh, who would have thought it you know and that sort of thing and I wasn't I've got the cold not corona um but I've got the cold and I wasn't feeling 100% this morning so Christy knew that because we had spoken about it and she, we ha, we were just working on weight, so we weren't doing like burpees and stuff where I was getting gassed out. But we just literally did, um, what did we do? We did goblet squats, we did the press with the kettlebell lying down, and we did deadlifts. And I worked up a sweat, yeah. But it was doable because I wasn't gassing out with my cold, if that makes sense. But it's just that kind of that release that it it feels good like knowing that you've then accomplished something that I know that went before like I couldn't have picked up that 16 and now I can so it's just good knowing that you're seeing that progression but I'm not like I'm not where I was being super skinny but I'm not super I'm kind of losing my train of thought here actually but you do enough that I'm not doing it for the body shape I'm not doing it to look like Christine yeah um but I'm not doing it to look like how I was when I was super skinny. I'm doing it because it makes me feel better about myself regardless of how it makes me look. Yeah. And I think Go ahead. I, I just think um that it's not necessarily I'm happy with how I look. I'm not ecstatic about it. There's loads of stuff I could change. Um but I'm happy that what I'm doing is making me feel better, which I think projects then out that you, I look better than what I actually do, if that makes sense. And I'm not saying that as a vain thing, but
0: no, I, I could be... Let, let me jump in there because...
1: Aye, because you're better at words than me. <laughs>
0: I'm not at all, so, a, it's becoming apparent why you didn't write this down because it, <laughs> it would have been a book <laughs> without any full stops. That thing about how you project yourself—that's the reason why I'm interrupting you there. Because what I'll do is—I'll is I'll, I'll sort of—I'll asterisk this and say that with many of the things that I talk about on on the podcast is just is just purely my opinion or my thought pattern on that particular subject. And and I think this is why I enjoy one of the reasons why I enjoy the podcast better than social media posts and stuff because people can hear the tone. And now we're we're doing the videos, they can they can we can see my facial expression, etc. etc. Now this is just Kareem's opinion about Kareem's wife. Uh I I love the fact that you are able to be these two people, and obviously that that that's ultimately this one person, Tracy, as you are, but that worries me about young girls and about young boys as well being teenagers and and coming through it, it worries me about what they think other people are thinking mm-hmm. i i i love the fact that one of the things that, that that i'm most attracted to is is that that confidence to 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 know that you can be both things i, I, I Again, we mentioned a Saturday morning where if you train first thing on a Saturday morning and we've got a sort of date night organized in the Saturday night, you can you can ultimately look like two completely different people. That mm-hmm. confidence that you allow yourself to be that person uh is is a fantastic thing for me. I worry that there's young girls and boys out there thinking in fact this is the, the crux of this, that they think they have to be perfect as they would perceive it all the time
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh that's a crying shame to me we've spoken about this a million times it's it's annoying it's frustrating that you want to be able to say to them and and, and this is one of the reasons why I, I i really wanted you on the podcast uh is just to try and get this message over that that's not what people are looking for or and again i'll i'll i'll, I'll that's not what I'm looking for, and I can only talk about my own own ideas and opinions. But I'm not looking for a wife or or or, or, a, or a female in my life. If people weren't married or, or whatever, I'm not looking for a partner who spends a hundred percent of their day being unhappy, trying to portray this picture of perfection. That that to me is not a person. Uh, I love the fact that you can sort of destroy yourself in the gym uh, or at a Taekwondo class. And as I say, at the end of it, sort of, as we've described already in the podcast, but you're like a beetroot, you're so red and, and your hair's sticking to you, et cetera, et cetera. But I love the confidence you get from achieving that. I love the fact that you feel healthier and stronger that's really attractive to people. It is to me anyway, the fact that you have that confidence. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. you can further, you can have, feel even better, I guess, or have more confidence because you can put your nice makeup on and your, your nice dress or outfit or whatever it is that you're doing. But it, it actually, a wee bit of me dies inside every time I, I see these kids and everybody else struggling because they have to be perfect all the time there has to be a filter on there has to be an angle Uh, and again listen you you have your moments the phone's sitting here for a selfie and it's up here and it's over here and it's down here and
1: no I was I was going to say that like that's not to say that we're sitting saying that I'm this confident person because I'm not and you know that I'm not I am confident enough that I'm happy with how I look and I'm confident that I can go and make a complete messing myself whether it's in the taekwondo class or it's in the gym and know that that's just temporary at that time I don't what I don't worry about how I look to other people while I'm doing that but I still have my insecurities I'm talking about my appearance I still have my insecurities on yes do I worry about what other people think 90% of the time no but yes I still do worry right okay what are they thinking about me while I'm teaching this class I still get nervous teaching big classes um which you know because i avoid it at all costs (laughs) Um, like i still worry about am i good enough to be teaching this class am i good enough to be teaching this person but it's just about finding again the happy medium that right. okay well you're not going to get better if you don't try it
0: um that's the confidence that we're trying to get over but you're mindful uh that you're mindful of the struggle and and I, I just I think that people aren't that, that they just get so they they they've quit before they've even started that fight to mm-hmm. find who they actually are. I I love the, the fact that you can be and I'm gonna this is this this is one of these ones that, that sort of let me finish, you can be super attractive on a date night as a as maybe society would have, would imagine somebody to be attractive all your makeup done, your hair's been done, you've got a lovely dress on or whatever it is you're wearing. But 12 hours later, you are scraping yourself off a gym floor. Uh, That that to me is, is you're mindful of that struggle. You're mindful that I'm not going to let social media win. I'm not going to let my fears about what people are thinking win. Mm -hmm. I'm still going to do it. I'm still going to do it.
1: Yeah, I think, um, especially for, like, talking about Amir, for example, like, he worries about what people think and,
0: um, oh, We need that to collect some, of... by the way.
1: I know, yeah, we do need to collect some. <laughs> we'll wrap it up, um, soon. But, just thinking about that, it's just, I don't know the answer to how to get them by that, but it's just trying to encourage kids, or young people, or teenagers, even adults, sometimes, that can't just let themselves so- go, just to have that we, right, okay, just let myself go now I'm not I'm not great at it I can do it in taekwondo because I'm confident in taekwondo I can now do it when I'm weight training but like I still have a fear of talking in big groups and about giving presentations and all that sort of stuff so the fear's still there but it's just being able to kind of push it to the side for a short period of time to be able to do it so like um obviously I don't teach a huge amount but like when I'm teaching sidekick for example it's just trying to like get people just want to be reserved all the time or doing blocks they're just tight in it's just about like creating bigger and being a bit more uh, loose I guess so when I'm teaching the sidekick I try and get them to like stretch out so that you can see their body going through different ways to create the power but it it's also just to make them look stupid because they need to get over that how they look while I'm doing this And specifically for girls. No, it's not nice. (laughs) (laughs) But particularly for girls from being a girl, is I think as a girl you either want to prove that you can do everything that the boys can, which is what I had to deal with when I was going through the ranks and stuff like that, because there was no really other girls. Or you're like, I don't want to do this because I don't want other people to see me as anything other than a girl. Yeah. I don't want to be seen as butch or strong or like that sort of thing. But it's just about kind of letting yourself go, and you can be both. You can be the one that mixes it up and gets your head down and gets dirty and scraps and all the rest of it. But you can like female MMA fighters. But you can also get dressed up and have your eyelashes on and have your nails done. Because like I have this conversation with Gail quite a lot. I always say that I'm not girly. And Gail always points out, well, actually, you are very girly because you're always getting your hair done. You're always getting your makeup done. You get your nails done. Um, do you know what I mean? Like, I put my makeup... I never used to wear makeup all, at all. And now I do regularly. Um, but so as much as I think, oh, I'm not girly because I do all this other stuff, I actually am quite girly, but I can be both.
0: Yeah. Like, I
1: can be in my joggies and my sweats and just sweating or I can be a bit more feminine dressed and stuff and wearing my heels and stuff like that. I mean I love wearing my heels but I love wearing my gutties as well and just kicking about and doing that. But it's just getting that across that you can kinda let go for a while. Yeah. Um now it's hard, it is hard just to kind of not worry but just trying to even do it in wee short bursts. Um to to try it to see how it makes you feel because as I say I I never I was never I got bullied a lot as a kid and one of the reasons I got bullied is because I did taekwondo when I was a girl um. so all the boys wanted to fight you to see how tough you actually were because you I, I was in the paper a lot for winning titles and stuff like that so the guys in my street or at my school were always picking on me to see how tough I was um but
0: it's difficult being in the paper for winning all those titles. As well.
1: <laughs> how can I say? <laughs> but that's the only reason they they knew that I did taekwondo was because my dad used to put me in the paper and stuff. And it, it's hard because they're just like, Oh, you're just a wee girl that shows how tough you are. And I did, I got bullied a lot, but I was never particularly a a shy one that had to kind of overcome anything huge. I got bullied, it was bad, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't as if it totally affected me. Yeah. And I think that was because I had the martial arts background, not for defending myself, but for the confidence to know that, right, you're picking on me, and it's not nice. I did cry a lot, my dad had to go to people's doors and all the rest of it, Um, but I had the confidence to know that it wasn't me, it was them, yeah. like they had the issue, like I didn't have the issue because I was doing what made me happy um so it's just trying to get that across the younger kids that whether it's to do with how you look or girls like knowing that you can be both you can be girly and you can be the bruiser um but it's just having that confidence that yes care what people think but don't take it to mean that it makes you any less because they they may be saying that you're less if that makes sense. I'm kinda of babbling on a wee bit, you know. Oh, where that, I makes am,
0: perfect, but, no, that makes perfect sense.
1: But um it's not I mean, we've talked a lot about how you look and getting dressed up and being sweet and all the rest of it, but it's about having that confidence that I had when I was younger and maybe didn't necessarily know that I had, but because looking back, I mean I was I was bullied a lot. I was bullied for having one really close girlfriend, so we were called lesbians all the time. Um, which isn't a isn't a bad thing, but it was it was grown not grown men but it was older boys who were picking on us and constantly um and then I got bullied again because (coughs) excuse me um because I did Taekwondo and I won like different titles and stuff like that so you had all of that but looking back it was really bad at the time but I didn't I never had any bad thoughts about myself yeah like it was hard to go through but I had that kind of confidence that It didn't affect me I didn't I didn't think any less of myself it was hard I cried I got hit I got called names I fought back I didn't fight back at times but just kind of thinking on it like it's not as if I was I mean you hear horror stories about young kids and they can't take the pressure but I was confident enough in myself that no matter what they were saying I was happy enough and I think that comes from the martial arts background of being able to just like, let yourself go a little bit. So yeah. I think if we can encourage the younger kids and the teenagers to just have that kind of, I mean, even if they do it for, like, 10, 15 minutes every now and again and we, that builds up, then they know that nothing bad's going to happen just because of not worrying about what yeah. the other person, because the person next to them in class isn't doing anything, but not, not worrying about, do you know what I mean? Like, just that yeah, 100%. sort of...
0: Some of the people that, in fact, most of the people that they're actually concerning themselves with in five years will not be in their life anyway. In a yeah, year, will no. not be in their life. Yeah. Uh, right, okay. So, uh, one thing that we have in common now with Michelle and, o- and Barack Obama is that we've done a podcast together. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Barack was, uh, was Michelle's very first guest, I think. Michelle Obama's got a really good new podcast if anybody wants to Check that out, uh, but yeah, listen. We 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 could obviously talk about the subject forever, but uh, we need to go and collect our son now at school. Yeah, we do. Uh, yeah, and but I, I need you, to go and collect. You, you could probably talk on this for for another five hours, but we. Oh,
1: I've, I've yeah, I've got a habit of talking and talking and not really saying very much, but. Um, no, I
0: think you've said. I think you've said quite a lot of sort of important things uh, that 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 people can find in there. Uh, let, 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 let's finish it just by by saying that the main message we're trying to get get out there is that, and I I won't just say teenagers or kids again. People just have to find find that 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 confidence to be to be themselves and not to be who they think the world thinks they should be really. Uh, Mm -hmm. that's fair enough to say
1: yeah yeah just have that confidence as you say be yourself but to know that whatever you're doing whether it's a martial art or whether it's your studies or whether it's training whatever you're doing you're doing it for yourself and that it's making you feel better Um, and you're knowing like going back to the health and fitness side of things that you're doing this martial art or you're doing the gym training because it's making you feel better about yourself not necessarily that it's making you look better for everybody else but it's making you feel healthier it's making you feel better um, and it's helping whether it's your mental health or just how you're feeling about yourself because obviously oh, you've had a baby or you've put on a bit of weight or whatever the reasons are that you're doing it you're doing it for you and not for anybody else and it's just you should be working on making yourself feel better and then doing that it improves other relationships so I could have lost loads of weight and trained because I thought you wanted me to after I had a baby and I wasn't as thin as what I was but that wouldn't have worked but because I have did it for myself and I'm happy for myself our relationship's better and the relationship with Amir is good because he can see that I'm happy and confident and doing these sort of things again we could keep talking about this for ages about being a mum and dealing with work and That'll be in episode,
0: episode, two. <laughs> be <an> episode <laughs> two. Right, okay, we'll finish it there. Uh, okay. Thank you for coming on eventually uh, and agreeing to come on. <laughs> and uh, I'll see I you. Bye. Love you
1: too. <laughs>